angels bending near the earth uh, touch their hearts of gold peace on the earth goodwill to men from hands all gracious king the world in solemn stillness lay to hear the angels sing still through the cloven skies they come with peaceful wings unfurled and still their heavenly music floats o'er all the weary world above its sad and lowly plains they bend on hovering wing and ever o'er its babble sounds the blessed angels sing and ye beneath life's crushing load whose forms are bending low who toll along the climbing way with painful steps and slow look now for glad and golden hours come swiftly on the wing and here's beside the weary road and hear the angels sing for lo the days are hasting on by prophet bards foretold when with the ever circling years comes round the age of gold when peace shall over all the earth its ancient splendors fling now the angels sing yet with the woes of sin and strife the world has suffered long beneath the angels strain have rolled two thousand years of wrong and man at war with man hears not the love song which they bring oh hush the noise ye men of strife and hear the angels
three kings of Orient are. We three kings of Orient are. Bearing gifts we traverse afar. Field and fountain, moor and mountain, following yonder star. Oh, star of wonder, star of night, star with royal beauty bright, breastward leading, still proceeding, guide us to thy perfect light. Born a king on Bethlehem's plain, gold to bring to crown him again. King forever, ceasing never over us all to reign. Oh, star of wonder, star of bright, star with royal beauty bright, westward leading still proceeding, guide us to thy perfect life. Incense to offer I have Incense owns a deity nigh Prayer and praising Amen raising Worship God on high Oh, oh star of wonder Star of night Star with royal beauty bright, westward leading, still proceeding, thy perfect light. Myrrh is mine, its bitter perfume, breathes a life of gathering gloom. Sawing, sighing, bleeding, dying in the stone cold tomb. Oh, star of wonder, star of night, star with royal beauty bright, westward leading still proceed. Guide us to thy perfect light. Glorious now, behold him arise. King and God and sacrifice. Hallelujah, hallelujah, earth to heaven replies. Oh, star of wonder, star of night, star your beauty bright, westward leading, still proceeding, God. 
us to thy perfect life. Guide us to thy perfect life. Oh, Lord Jesus, we know that you are the perfect light. And tomorrow, tonight, is the time that we celebrate you coming in our history to this planet to save us. Thank you, Jesus, for what you offer. We worship you tonight in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated.
Um, before we start this next song, um, we're not going to be singing a Christmas song. It's actually a very old hymn written by a woman by the name of Annie Johnson Flint. And she was a woman who was very much acquainted with pain and suffering, but as a strong believer in Jesus, she also knew his love, his grace, his power, 
his mercy and his comfort. Um, the reason we're singing it, the week after, or not Monday after Thanksgiving, um, in preparation for a full set of dentures, I had some really major oral surgery done on myself. And they took out most of my teeth. So if I sound a little bit funny, that's the reason. Um, anyway, maybe a week afterwards, I got a lovely case of dry socket, which kept me up for several nights running. Um, and I, my, my tooth was ripped, my whole mouth was hurting. But I knew if I continued to focus on the pain, it would only grow bigger. Pain has a way of doing that. And it really doesn't matter whether the pain in your life is physical, whether it's emotional, relational. Um, you know, you may be in a season where you've lost someone near and dear. And right now, it's just hard. Well, God refreshed my memory with a hymn that I had long known but hadn't thought about in a while. The title of the hymn is, He Giveth More Grace. And I just want to, you know what, I'm just going to repeat the words before we start singing it, because the words, it's not long, but the words are so meaningful. And I think our prayer is, tonight is that as we sing this, may the words and the music just wash over your soul and bed themselves in your spirit. So if you're finding yourself in a hard place right now, this number is for you. Um, he goes, he giveth more grace as the burdens grow greater. He sendeth more strength as the labors increase. To added affliction, he addeth his mercy. To multiplied trials gives multiplied peace. For his love has no limit. His grace has no measure. His power, no boundaries known unto men. For out of his infinite wit riches in Jesus, he giveth and giveth and giveth again. And I love the second verse. When we have, re have exhausted our store of endurance, when our strength has failed and the day is half done, when we've reached the end of our hoarded resources, our Father's full giving has only begun. And the chorus repeats itself. Enjoy this next time. Thank you. His love has no limit, 
nice. Thank you, everyone that uh, participated tonight in bringing special music. Pray that that uh, has helped draw you into worship of, of our Creator, our Savior. And, and even then, as He gives us each gifts and a giftedness to be able to glorify Him through our voices and our abilities. 1 Corinthians 12, 9 says this, but He said to me, my grace is sufficient for you, 
for your power, for my power is made perfect in weakness. His power is made perfect in our weakness. The grace that Jesus offers us is what gives all of us hope in this life. And into eternity after we take our last breath, your story, his story. Now tonight I want us to remember the Magi who traveled a great distance to see, meet, and worship Jesus, the one who many, many, many prophecies had been written about, the one who fulfilled hundreds upon hundreds of years of predictions and prophecy. All in one man, Jesus Christ, when he was born onto this earth. History and tradition now have done their part to fill the details regarding the Magi. Um, the star followers, including their, their number, their names, and the timing of their arrival. Who, who were these foreign visitors who arrived at the steps of Herod's palace, wondering, asking, where has the Christ been born. We don't know how many were in their traveling party. There was likely more than three, though. The, the reason most Christmas pageants and even the song we sang tonight, We Three Kings, use three is because of those three gifts that they brought. And, you know, we, the unknown number of kings, doesn't really fit in the song anyway. So um, three gifts were presented, gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Now we do know that they were from the east, which is a very big area, and while there are many fascinating theories about these mysterious ambassadors, their origin, their motivation, we can assume that they were well-educated, upper class, and likely not Jewish. They were Gentiles, possibly from Babylon. Maybe their ancestors were close friends with Daniel and Meshach. Shadrach and Abednego and studied the ancient Old Testament texts, but they knew the prophecies and they saw the sign in the sky. Again, some speculation, but it does make sense. We know that for sure they came searching for Jesus. These rich men of status traveled across the vast expanse of the Middle East to track down a baby in Judah. They traveled for months, maybe even a year, looking for the one who was to be born of David's line in the small town of Bethlehem. They were supernaturally led by God, and I would say protected as well, as they had to do much of their traveling at night. And they traveled all that way to worship Jesus. And in their worship, they gave him gifts. Gifts that had monetary as well as prophetic significance. Look up here at Matthew chapter 2, verse 11. Matthew chapter 2 is where the passage is about the Magi coming. And it says, on coming to the house, they saw the child with his mother Mary, and they bowed down and worshipped him. Then they opened their treasures and presented him with gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Another detail changed by tradition, at least here in the West, and many Christmas programs is the timing of their visit. These magi didn't gather with the shepherds the night that Jesus was born. Oh, they're definitely a part of the Christmas story. And it's important that they be represented, even in our nativity scenes and our pageants. It just wasn't the night the angels appeared to the shepherds. 
Jesus wasn't still in the manger. Matthew referring to him as a child instead of a, a baby points us in that direction. But the kicker is this, that, that Herod, after realizing that he'd been duped by the Magi and they weren't coming back to give him the local address of the Messiah, he had every child, every boy under the age of two killed. Now, you think your life is in turmoil, and it probably is. There's probably chaos and pain and hurt. Imagine two years after Jesus' birth, the pain that was felt in that small town of Bethlehem. Moms and dads losing their two-year-old boys. Now, the gifts that the Magi brought were the sort of things that people in the ancient world would, would think of as appropriate presents to bring kings or even Gods, gold, frankincense, and myrrh, they were costly items with great value that normally were brought not only for special occasions for those fortunate enough to have them. By the time the wise men made their way to Jesus and saw him with their own eyes and his mother Mary nearby, the holy family were situated and living in a house in Bethlehem. And by this time, Mary and Joseph had traveled already with Jesus to the temple for uh, her purification ceremony and for his traditional Jewish presentation as the firstborn male from her womb. Had the wise men made their visit already, Joseph and Mary would have had the means to present a lamb for the offering according to the prescribed law. However, they opted for the pigeon provision because they were too poor to pay for and offer a sacrificial lamb. The wise men recognized a star in the sky that was leading them on to the Christ child, and they followed it until they found the boy. And when they found him, they fell down and they worshiped him. That's really the detail I want us to focus on. Imagine, imagine the look on the faces of Mary, this teenage mother, and Joseph the carpenter when these exotic visitors entered, knelt in worship, and then presented their gifts of gold and frankincense and myrrh. These were gifts of great value, befitting a king. As if a visit from the angels wasn't enough, now foreign dignitaries were entering their humble home. And not only had the heavenly realms proclaimed the arrival of the Savior, but earthly kingdoms were recognizing the importance of this moment as well. Gold is a precious metal and a very valuable commodity even today. Its value could very well have financed Joseph and Mary's trip to Egypt. God, gold is a symbol of divinity and is mentioned throughout scripture. Pagan idols were often made from gold and the Ark of the Covenant was overlaid in it. The gift of gold to the Christ child was symbolic of his divinity and the provision from God. Frankincense is a white resin or a gum. It is obtained from a tree by making incisions in the bark and allowing the gum to flow out. It is highly fragrant when burned and was used in worship where it was burned as a pleasant offering to God. Frankincense is a symbol of holiness and righteousness. The gift of frankincense to the Christ child was symbolic of his willingness to become a sacrifice, holy giving himself up similar to a burnt offering. And myrrh, Myrrh was a product of Arabia and was obtained from a tree in the same manner as frankincense. It was a spice and was used in embalming. It was 
also sometimes mingled with wine to form an article of drink, curious gift for a child, but not the one who would sacrifice himself on a cross. Such a drink was later given to our Savior when he was about to be crucified as an anesthetic, as an anesthetic of sorts. Matthew refers to it as gall. Myrrh symbolizes bitterness, suffering, and affliction. The baby Jesus would grow to suffer greatly as a man and would pay the ultimate price when he gave his life on the cross for all who would believe in him. Jesus' willingness to come and die on behalf of sinners is worthy of worship. He is worthy of our worship. Jesus, the King of Kings, would eventually come face to face with the representative of the world's greatest king, Pilate, Caesar's subordinate. Pilate had different gifts to give him, though. He, too, was warned by a dream not to do anything to him. His soldiers are the first Gentiles since the Magi to call Jesus king of the Jews, but the crown they give him is made of thorns and his throne is a cross. At the moment, instead of a bright star, there was an unearthly darkness out of which was heard from a single Gentile voice, yes, this really was the Son of God. He really was the Son of God. Listen to the whole story. Matthew is saying, think about what it meant for Jesus to be the true king of the Jews. And then come to him with the best gifts you can find. Worship him, for Jesus is indeed a king. He is the king who is the Christ. He is the one who came from heavenly peace to endure Calvary's chaos on the cross so that all people might be forgiven through his shed blood. His life was and is and always will be what we truly need. Only in a relationship with Jesus can our Lives experience true healing, wholeness, deliverance, and rescue. Jesus said, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Eternal life is through Jesus Christ. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. Tonight, tomorrow, as, as we celebrate Christmas, I want you to answer a question for me. And that question is this. Have you believed? Do you believe in the Christ, the one who came? Why not surrender to Jesus this Christmas if you never have before? He is our balm of Gilead that soothes our souls and forgives our mistakes that cause so much pain and suffering. He is the anointed one who anoints our heads and our hearts with grace, mercy, truth, and unending, unconditional love. Why not tell him right now? You know, it doesn't have to be a complicated prayer, just one that acknowledges Jesus as God, one that confesses your sin and surrenders to his leading, and not just saying of words out of your head, but from your heart. 
Words that you mean. Now, in the coming days, you'll likely be surrounded by family and friends, and hopefully many of them know Jesus intimately, but others may be like the wise men. They may, they may be coming from a place far, far away, not physically necessarily, but spiritually. They just don't know. They may know of Jesus, but have never met him personally, have never surrendered to him personally. I would encourage you to look for opportunities to share the hope of Christ with them, maybe even just to believe yourself. Like the wise men, Jesus may be exactly what they are looking for. And once they have found him, they too can rejoice with exceeding great joy. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, thank you for this evening. Thank you for the giving of your son, Jesus. And, and my prayer is that as I have experienced joy and peace in my relationship with you, that, that everyone else would experience the same. I'm not perfect. No one is. We all have things that you want to shape and mold in our life, but it must start with that initial step of, I surrender to you. Jesus, our Savior born, that we worship tonight. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Can you hand me my candle, please? everyone would go ahead and take out their candles. First of all, you know what? I know that it can be difficult when you bring little ones to a gig like this, but thank you for bringing them. You're, because you are establishing something in their life, an, an important event that they need to participate in, even though maybe it made it a little less enjoyable for you, they will one day be older and hopefully come with you and be able to celebrate with their hearts just as you are tonight. Uh, as we pass the fire from this flame, if you would tip the unlit candle to the lit one so that you don't pour wax onto the floor or the chair or the person in front of you, be sure to keep it kind of close to you and not under the hair of the person in front of you. This, this is an amazing example of, of what Jesus does in our world. When he touches one person and then another person and another person and the light just grows. Um, and then finally at the end when we're finished singing Silent Night and we conclude our service, if you would blow it out and then give it just a few moments to re-solidify in the top before you drop it to your side, that would be great. So let's all stand. Somebody turn the lights out back there in the foyer as well. And let's sing Silent Night.
go. Silent night. Silent night. Holy night. All is calm. All is bright. Round yon virgin mother and child, holy infant so tender and mild, sleep in heavenly peace, sleep in Silent night, holy 
for being the light of the world. Let's worship him over the next couple days especially. Merry Christmas, everyone. Amen.